Hello, and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Twice a year, PW publishes our various announcements, listings for adult books, children's books, and religion books. And here to talk to us about the religion and spirituality books for this spring is our very own religion news editor, Emma Wenner. Hello, Emma. So glad you could join us. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. So this is something, as as I said, we do twice a year. It's a lot of work, but it also gives us this great overview as to what books we can expect, what stories we might be covering, and I don't know. I mean, every once in a while I see, you know, we try and look for trends when we're putting putting together our announcements. Has there been any new developments or what trends are you seeing in books on religion? There's a lot of exciting things coming out. A A lot of great things are coming from religion and spirituality publishers. I would say the two biggest things that I noticed are political issues and the discord that they're causing today and gun control and the trauma associated with gun control. Um, There are two books that I'd like to point out to you specifically about gun control. and One is called Call to Forgive, and the other is called For Such a Time as This. Uh, The authors both lost family members close to them in the church shooting uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, four years ago. They talk about healing and peace and being able to forgive, I, I think they're the two most anticipated books of the season, um, and they come out in June, which will mark four years since that hate crime took place. So I just, I just have to ask. So often in today's arena, in today's conversation, when we talk about guns and religion, let's say, let's focus on Christianity. Sometimes those two go hand in hand. I know from personal experience that sometimes they believe in similar things. Uh, and, and how are these books coming out? Are these religion books or are these spirituality books? Um, the two that I just mentioned, they are uh, they are strongly religion. Yeah. Um, these are church leaders who have lost family members, um, people who are active in the church. And the fact that they're able to find peace and hope and forgiveness, it, it relies a lot on their faith. They're drawing a lot from what their religion teaches them. Um, and what you mentioned about gun-toting believers is there There are ways the Bible can be read that reinforces the right to carry arms. Um, there are passages in the Bible that have been misused to encourage violence. And there's a book coming out called Beating Guns that actually looks at opposite verses that help readers unlearn mm. violence. And that book is called Beating Guns, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence by Shane Claiborne and Michael Martin. It's coming out next month. We gave it a starred review. It says it explores staggering statistics, calls for regulation, and Bible verses that help readers unlearn violence. But going back to the first two books you mentioned, what is their take on it, and, and who are they? Who, oh, okay. are, who are the so, authors? Um, Anthony B. Thompson, uh, his wife was killed mm-hmm. at Emmanuel AME Church wow. in, in Charleston. Um, and then there's Sharon Risher who lost her mother and two cousins. They have uh, since become greater figures because they're speaking out on it, because the tragedy touched their lives so personally. I think that they have such an important message for people who didn't lose anyone to, you know, to try and find a way forward. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness and ending white supremacy or, or racist thoughts, I think... That's a much-needed message from two very 
very um, well-suited people to give the message. Yeah. Another book I'd like to talk to you about about racism is called A Sin by Any Other Name. Mm-hmm. This author, Robert W. Lee, is the fourth great-nephew of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about growing up in the South as a Lee, and he confronts privilege uh, and racism in the mm. book. Um, and what's also interesting about this author is he publicly denounced white supremacy at the MTV Video Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the video went viral, but he was later ousted from his church. And what, what religion is it? It's, it's evangelical. Evangelical, it's, okay. Yeah. Evangelical Christianity. Another book on white supremacy is called Fire by Night by Melissa Floor Bixler. It's coming out in April. We gave it a starred review. Mm-hmm. She talks about white supremacy, immigration, and the treatment of people with intellectual disabilities according to the Old Testament, which is totally new and f- very fascinating to me. Meaning these interpretations according to the New Testament. Yep. Yeah. Well, so I see on the list, I see that our former PW editor, Jana Reese, uh, has one coming out. Now, she writes for Religion News Service, and she has often written about the Church of Latter-day Saints. Uh, She herself is a Mormon. And what is this book? that she's got. Well, it's pretty fascinating. She um, she collected data and did several interviews with millennials and people mm-hmm. and leaders of the Mormon church. Um, she's, she's sort of looking at their changing behaviors and their changing beliefs and why so many now are actually leaving the church. This has been happening in religion for a while, especially Christianity. Mm-hmm. But as of now... The Mormon Church was sort of exempt from that, and and I, she points to a lot of reasons why this will change the, shir- the church forever. And she recently told PW that the challenge ahead is how Mormonism can remain an attractive religious option in a changing society, one in which the pace of social change is accelerating and people are less interested in religion in general. Mm. Basically, she she pointed to a crisis of faith that millennials are having. There's the internet now where they can read up on their church's history, which the church leaders have not been transparent about, and basically they're not finding what they need in the church. And is this something that you had said this is happening throughout other organized churches? Yeah, there's been a real drop in church attendance numbers across the board. Yeah. People are, are either leaving organized religion altogether, yeah. or they're finding kind of homemade versions of it in different community gatherings, not right. in, in formal churches. So is this where religion blends into spirituality? There's some of that, but there's also different kind of theories and lines of thinking that just don't, don't they're not categorized as traditional religion. Right. This could be, you know, uh, witchcraft sometimes is categorized as spirituality. Right. And at least that's how sometimes PW categorizes it. Right. I get books on palm reading. And, and truthfully, atheism comes to me. I have an atheist mm. book I'd like to talk to you about. It's called Great. The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen, of course, being Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, <laughs> Sam Harris, and Daniel Dennett. Wow. <laughs> That's great. This is um, this of the book apocalypse, is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this book is based on a 2007 discussion mm-hmm. they had that went viral. It's basically an introduction to their thinking and allows space for them to address their critics. Right. 
so now I kind of want to jump briefly or longly to whatever. I want to jump to fiction. Yeah. First of all, tell us what is, can you define religious fiction? Well, um, the largest then, segment yeah. is, of course, Christian fiction. Okay. There are works in other traditions, but Christian fiction tends to be the most popular on our bestsellers list. Mm-hmm. So the one I'd like to point out is, um, it's called Two Weeks, and it's part of a very lengthy series by Karen Kingsbury. Okay. Um, it's based on the Baxter family who live in Indiana and... They're just a large clan who've seen lots of ups and downs, and and they just fly off the shelves. People love the Baxters. So this is probably upwards of the 25th book in the series, I'd say, at least. So what's the premise of these books? So the Baxter family is based on a very traditional mother and father who have several kids, and basically the... um, the challenges and and how their faith plays into those challenges. So we also have quite a few celebrities who have books coming out, Christian-themed books. And I know I see one on your list by someone who is, well, let's just go, Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's by Tim Tebow's mother. Oh, okay. Pam Tebow is coming out with a book, although Tim has several. Okay. So the book is called Ripple Effects, and it comes out in May. Uh, she does talk about her mothering style. Mm-hmm. And then we have a book by Elizabeth Hasselbeck, formerly of The View. Mm-hmm. PW called it a moving memoir. It's called Point of View. Um, she talks basically about her career and her ambition. She's very open about her faith and her life story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, out of the celebrity books, we have a new book by Phil Robertson mm. of Duck Dynasty fame. He's also the inventor of um, Duck Commander, a, a, a hunting tool for calling ducks. Uh, he is a devout Christian and conservative. Um, P.W. called his book Spirited but Limited, and he responded to our criticism and said that he's proud of the review and proud that we called him um, basically a, a preacher in it. Um mm-hmm. He has been very outspoken about some hot topics like homosexuality. So it's maybe satisfying in a way that, that people do, they see what we write, and, and I think it's healthy that he responded in, in kind. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So have you, I mean, uh, you know, you talked earlier about, we were talking earlier about how there's been a decline in attendees recently. What, what about sales of books? Sales of books are, are are very healthy. Yeah, it's it's um, Christian bookstores that have seen a little bit of a hit. They're not nearly as many retail outlets. Mm. I think that the loss of uh, family Christian stores, which was about two hundred and forty storefronts mm. two years ago, that was pretty devastating. But there are new ways of buying Christian books. They're they're being sold at, at Hobby Lobby and at Walmart, and right. they're being sold online through Christian outlets. So there is a way forward, but it's taking a while, I think, to, to kind of bounce back. Right. So we've been talking, by and large, about religion books. But I've also noticed that there have been, you know, on bestsellers, or at least on maybe top 20 or top 40, a lot of books on spirituality, maybe in the last, especially the last couple of years. What have you seen? In spirituality? Yeah. 
spirituality is a vast category and it includes the people I mentioned who are mm. kind of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, that have left the church altogether. It includes the duns who are kind of done with traditional religion altogether. Right. There is an endless way to define the spirituality books. Mm. In fact, some of the more traditional publishers are publishing into the spirituality category. Right. I would say maybe the largest category today might be something called conscious living, mm. which takes sort of a mindfulness approach to the day-to-day, not in any way associated with, with a traditional religion, just maybe a more thoughtful way to look at life. Right. So for you, do you have a personal standout book that uh, you're looking forward to or that you think is going to get attention or, or not? I'm really excited about this book. It's called Consider the Women by Debbie Blue, coming out next month from Erdman's. She looks at three women in the Bible through a different lens. She gives a new interpretation to narratives that have been dominated by men since the beginning of history. She kind of uncovers the way that their their stories make the message so, so much more important. I think that when you look at women's stories, you realize there's so much more to the Bible than what maybe people originally thought. And it looks like, according to the back of the book, that she's looking at three, uh, the, the women of three of the major religions. So Esther, who's the Jewish heroine, Mary, um, Christian matriarch, and also mm-hmm. the mother of Islam, Hagar, or Hagar? H- Hagar? Hagar. Hagar. I mean, so she's she's kind of, looks like she's looking at, uh, you know... Intersections. Pan- exactly. Absolutely. Exactly, she yeah. looks at the intersections of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and she, she calls these women wild and provocative, which is not something you would associate with women of the Bible. Right. Blue writes, It's not just women who will suffer if white men remain in their place of historical supremacy. It's anyone who is not wealthy, healthy, and a white male. So we've been talking about the big spring religion and spirituality books with PW's religion news editor, Emma Wenner. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we will see you next week.